Attention people who still care. How can regular people like us earn money by making the world a better place to live in? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, the stock market continues its decline. And why are wealthy investors abandoning the stock market in droves? But before we get into that, I first want to tell a story. In the past, landline telephones were the primary means of communication for the general public. In the late 90s and early 2000s, there was an estimated 185 million landline subscriptions in the United States. However, as technology advanced and mobile phones became more accessible and affordable, people began to realize the limitations and inefficiencies of landline telephones. Landlines were tied to specific locations, required physical connections, and had limited mobility. In addition, the landline infrastructure required extensive maintenance and upgrades. It's estimated that there are only 42 million landline subscriptions today. On the other hand, mobile phones offered numerous advantages over landlines. They provided the freedom to make and receive calls from anywhere, allowed text messaging, and offered additional features such as internet access cameras and other cool apps. Mobile networks have expanded rapidly, offering better coverage and improved call quality. It's estimated that there are 390 million mobile phone subscriptions in the United States today. That's more than there are people living in this country, with many of us having both a work and personal mobile phone. As mobile phones became more prevalent and reliable, people abandoned landline phones. The general public saw the convenience, flexibility, and efficiency offered by mobile phones as superior to the outdated landline system. Which brings us to our story of the day. Why are the wealthy and the super rich abandoning the stock market in droves? Well, a new paper by McKinsey and Company argues that the stock market, aka the public market, has become increasingly crowded and inefficient, making it difficult for investors to find attractive returns. The paper, titled The Declining Returns of the Public Market and the Rise of the Private Market, found that the average annual return of the S&P 500 index has declined from 10.2% in the 90s to 7.6% in the 2010s. The paper also found that the average annual return of the Russell 2000 index, which tracks small cap stocks, has declined from 14.1% to the 90s to 10% in the 2010s. The paper argues that the decline in returns from the public market is due to a number of factors, including the rise of passive investing, the increase, the increasing availability of capital, and the increasing regulations of the financial markets. Passive investing is an investment strategy that involves investing in a broad basket of assets, such as an index fund. Uh, ETFs is another way to, to think about it. Uh, this is a way so you're not trying to beat the market. 
Passing investing has become so popular in recent years, it has been shown to be a cost-effective way to invest. The increasing availability of capital has also made it more difficult for investors to find attractive returns in the public market. There is now more capital available to invest than ever before. And this has led to increased competition for investment opportunities. The increasing regulation of the financial markets has also made it more difficult for investors to find attractive returns in the public market. Regulations have made it more difficult for companies to go public, and this has reduced the number of investment opportunities available to investors. Back in the 90s, in the late 90s, at its peak, there was around 8,000 publicly traded corporations. Today, that number has been cut in half with just above 4,000 publicly traded corporations. The paper argues that the private market offers a number of advantages over the public market, including access to illiquid assets higher potential returns, and less regulation. Illiquid assets are assets that are difficult to buy and sell. These assets are often more difficult to value, but they also offer the potential for higher returns. For example, venture capital investments are typically made in early stage or startup companies that have the potential to grow rapidly. These investments can be very risky, but they also have the potential to generate outsized returns. The private market is also less regulated than the public market. This means that investors have more freedom to invest in the types of assets that they want. The paper concludes with the authors recommending investors consider the private market for more attractive returns. Okay, here's the big catch though. The private market is reserved exclusively for accredited and institutional investors. So what's an accredited investor? Well, do you have a million dollars cash in the bank? Did you make $200,000 a year for the last two years as a single person or $300,000 a year for the last two years as a married couple? If not, then the answer is no and you are locked out of the private market. It's kind of like the wealthy and the super rich are allowed to use the mobile phones and the rest of us are stuck using landlines still. Well, this brings us to the financial tip of the day. Become a crowd investor. Now, the only way for the general public to access the private market is via crowdfunding. And this happened due to some regulations that were passed uh, through the Jobs Act. In 2015, there was Regulation A+, and in 2016, there was Regulation Crowdfunding. These two regulations allowed the general public access to this private market. Now, uh, a couple of things to uh, talk about. Now, I, I mentioned how the private market uh, it it uh, has illiquid assets where you can buy investments into startup companies. Yes, that is very true. That's something called equity crowdfunding. And there are some very reputable platforms that, you know, every day you and I can go on to and invest in these early stage companies and these startup companies. Uh, they are far more risky than an established company. 
But here's the cool thing with, with crowd investing. Uh, there are uh, minimum investment requirements on some platforms as little as $50. So it's easy to diversify into many different startup companies. Uh, that way you're, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and you have the potential to hit uh, a couple of major home runs when you're so diversified like that. So, uh, you know, if you have, uh, you know, $1,000 uh, to invest in early stage startup companies, you could be invested in 20 different companies. Huge advantage. Uh, I also mentioned uh, less regulation in the private market. Well, uh, a lot of people like cringe at that. Oh, less regulation. But here's the thing. Right now, there is no way for the general public to invest in communities. There is no way for the general public to invest in small businesses. There is no way for the general public to provide loans to individuals and uh, companies that need this, this needed funding, social enterprises that, that need this funding. Now with, with crowdfunding, uh, allowing the general public to access the, these investments, you and I now can invest in small business. We can invest in regular people. We can invest in communities that we live in and that we care about. Uh, so this is the power of, of crowd investing. Not only uh, does it offer the potential for more attractive returns, but it, it, it also uh, allows um, the, the general public to invest in our own communities, in our own people. Uh, we, we have this opportunity to, to replace banks by loaning money ourselves via crowd lending. This is a very exciting time to live in because this is the first time in history where the general public has had this, this ground floor access into shaping our economy and, and, and how it looks. Uh, if, if you're wondering why the rich are getting richer and corporations are only getting more powerful. Well, they've locked down this private market you know, for years. Um, and even before there was such a thing as a private market, well, well, who do you think was shaping the world? Well, it was kings and queens and, and dictators. They were the ones in control of, of, of how our economy was shaped. So this is such a unique time in history where we have this ability to invest in ourselves. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor, and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know the three secrets to change the world, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.